guys and welcome to Road Both. My name is Nobura. I will be your host today. And so today we'll be talking about stewardship part two. And there are a few things that we didn't get to finish up on this. And so in addition to everything that we handled last time, we talked about stewardship of talent, about stewardship of time, and we talked about the responsibilities of the steward. So maybe if you were not able to listen anything to our discussion after this, maybe we'll just go on to it yeah so that we are all on the same track so in addition to our resources of time and talent we have been entrusted with several treasures and this includes our profit and now this is when the financial bit comes in what everybody else is talking about this is where it comes in there are these classes i used to go to and they were talking about money and someone said scripture says you cannot serve god and for it to be put on the same platform with God, then that should show you that there is a bit of heaviness that money is trying to compete to outdo God. And so I am here with Madame Naomi. <laughs> so maybe I will let her continue speaking wisdom into this discussion. <laughs> so Madame, Karibu Sana. Um, this couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, you know, when you talk about not serving God and mammon mm-hmm. and it goes to show money has a potential to exalt itself. Oh, truly. In fact, there's somewhere in the Bible that says money is the answer to all things. And if you, if you really think about it, eh, mm-hmm. there's a certain sense of security that comes with money. The way you walk mm-hmm. when you know your account is loaded yeah, is not the way you carry yourself mm-hmm. when you're not sure <laughs> Uh, yeah. about tomorrow when you know it's it's you're hanging by a thread financially and that sense of security can tend to swallow you need for God yeah. um, I, I'll say this as someone who has gone through situations where it needed God's intervention okay. and situations where there was abundance mm-hmm. there's a difference mm-hmm. and it's, if, if you're not careful, it, it is quite easy to, like I said, to forget your need for God. Mm-hmm. The way you pray, mm-hmm. when you know, you're not sure where your food is coming from, wow. it's not the way you pray yeah. when your fridge is full. Wow. Even if you are praying about the same food, God, it's very different. That's, that's very heavy and so sad at the same time. Yes, so money, and it's not that it is money that is bad. Mm-hmm. Money in itself is not bad. In fact, the Bible says the root, it is the love of money yes, that, that love is the root of all evil. evil. Not money. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about stewardship of um, treasure, treasure mm-hmm. and the body, body, I'll relate it to the system of the world. Okay. The system of the world is the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. and the pride of life. The last of their eyes, really, anything you want, mm-hmm. you look at, mm-hmm. you see it is pleasing to your eyes, mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. you buy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you have the resources to buy. Mm-hmm. But is it necessary? No. Not always. Yeah. Is it useful? Not, Not always. Yeah. Uh, was it a life and death scenario that yeah, you really needed? Yes. You had to have it? No. Wow. You're just satisfying an inordinate desire and sometimes if you come from a place of not having resources and then you quickly get resources Mm -hmm. there's a certain side of your personality that will come out that will shock you 
They say we have to know a person's true character, give them money mm-hmm. and power. Power because you can do what you want yeah. and money because it can get you what you want. Yeah. So sometimes um, not having enough or having just enough keeps you humble. So we might think you're very humble, but in actual <laughs> sense you're not. Wait till you get money. And <laughs> when you get it, there, yeah. there's, there's that... There's that system that you need to overcome then the last of the flesh inordinate desires to fulfill the cravings of your body and these ones are more sensual it's more could even be sexual I've encountered unfortunately divorce cases where maybe you find especially older couples and you find one spouse will say when he got money is when he started having mistresses but before that he was fine that is satisfying a last of the flesh because you know you're able to buy your way into people's yeah, hearts. hearts. You're able to buy your way into people's lives. Like there's nothing you can yes. get. What can't you get? And that is putting um, us at a very hard place because you see, now when you're looking at um, stewardship of treasure, mm-hmm. society tells us to find happiness and peace through money. Scripture, mm-hmm. on the other hand, mm-hmm. tells us to find the desires of our hearts in the Lord and be content with what He gives us. Yeah. You see how how difficult it is for you or for one to be a, an honest steward. Because mm-hmm. even when you're saying you have gotten money, God has blessed you with money, and that money is how you're choosing to use it. You're choosing to use it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Like you must be so deeply rooted with God mm-hmm. that it cannot move you. Yeah. You know that your principles are just on point. And so deep, like they are over... 2,300 verses in the Bible that deal with money. That is how sensitive money mm-hmm. is. Scripture itself it's telling you money <laughs> can come and overtake. Yeah. And we think it is a joke. There is this phrase that people say, hey, God give me money, you will see and will not disappoint. There is this preacher we both that he introduced <laughs> me to. He says, Joshua Sulaiman, he says, be careful what you ask. You also don't know yourself when you have money. That's true. You also you are not aware of the type of person that you are even when you have money. You will get money and power and akuna mtoto next to you. They will be sleeping you step on them. Mm-hmm. You get. And so that aspect of understanding that money is heavy and money can get you whatever it is you want. And you have just said something that has really triggered my spirit that um, just because you have the money for it doesn't mean you have to get it. And, and that is how I think people get destroyed by money wow. because there is a, a certain enabling mm-hmm. that money gives, gives you the capacity mm-hmm. to do. If, if I have a million bob in the bank right now mm-hmm. and I mean, okay, a million is money that um, you, you can finish by withdrawing from the ATM every day. You will not <laughs> use a lot of time to spend a million bob. But it is very easy to waste it. As opposed to you have your maybe your salary of fifty K yeah. and you know this fifty K has to pay rent, has to pay transport, has to pay fees, has to do this, has to do this. So you baptize your money. Mm-hmm. I call it baptizing. Ten uh-huh. K rent. Uh-huh. This one as in every coin yeah, it's accounted for. has somewhere that it is being allocated. Okay. But when you have an overflow, mm-hmm. sometimes you might find yourself unable to contain the overflow. Mm-hmm. So what this means, even as a steward, is there is need, first of all, to 
always be dependent on God. Mm-hmm. You need to know who your source is. Mm-hmm. You need to know who your plug is. Yeah. You need to know what it is, who it is that sustains you. Yeah. Because if you place your reliance on money mm-hmm. as the one that sustains you, for yeah. example, yeah. that when you have money, you no longer even pray about your health. See, if I fall sick, I can go to I can afford it. What's a big deal? Yeah. But when you don't have money, you can say, Lord, please preserve my health because I can't afford hospital. Actually. You see where your prayer is coming yes. from? Yes. It's a point of, you know, I cannot afford it. No. But if you can afford it, mm. there, you, th- there are certain things you may not be as cautious about. So it's very important to always have a very strong awareness of who your sustainer is. Yes. So that with or without money, mm-hmm. your relationship with God is not a that that you just said right now that um, you when you don't have him pray because you're play, you're coming from a place of fear. Yes. God to keep preserve my health so mm-hmm. that I mean, I cannot I cannot afford paying for my health. And this just puts me in a place of that's why God truly sees our secret intentions when we pray. Yes. Because you could be praying for something for days, for years and it's not coming through. Mm-hmm. But that until God just comes and he Touched your heart and he has looked at your intentions and he's like, you are not aware that there is a secret intention. That's true. And and um, you know there's a difference. I'm just thinking of the person who prays, God keep me in good health. Yeah. Because I need to be in good health if I'm to labor in your kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that that one is not praying from a place of fear. Yes. That is someone who understands their mandate. Yes. And they know for me to fulfill mandate, I need to be in very good health. Mm-hmm. I need to be strong in my body and in my spirit and in my mind. Mm-hmm. Then there's the one who is praying mm-hmm. from a place of fear. Yeah. Of, I can't afford hospital bills, Lord. Mm-hmm. Please preserve my health. Okay, yeah. he'll preserve your health because God is merciful. Yes. But you see, there's still the level of understanding between these two is very different. Too different. And their approach to, to God mm-hmm. and their relationship with God is very different. Mm-hmm. But... That, that was just diverting a little bit, but if I can bring it back to stewardship, mm-hmm. the importance of knowing that God is the source means that whether things are good mm-hmm. or whether things are bad, mm-hmm. your relationship with God remains the same. Yeah, and for you to be a proper steward and if you yeah. mean that you need to be in a state of worship. Like and, and you know, when, when we say that, there are people who might be thinking, so should I be singing worship all oh, the no, time? No, no, I did. I or do I walk in <laughs> praying in tongues? <laughs> no, 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 guys, I covered an episode on worship, so okay. maybe it's, it's, it's all interlinked. Everything is happening for God's glory, and so there is a sense of order that yes. the Spirit has led me through this, so... Then you could go back after this. You could just go and listen to the episode worship. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's it's really just a lifestyle where you are in constant communion with God, God. where God is your friend. Mm. Um, if if you hang around me long enough, you will notice that I speak to God like as if He's standing here next to me. You really taught me. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I lose my keys, and I'm like, Aki Lord, please show me where my keys are. Yeah. And it won't even take me a minute. I will find the keys. Why? Because mm-hmm. um, I've gotten to that place where God is not abstract. God is not up there and I'm down yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole, you know, yeah. gap between us. Yeah. But he is a father. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I approach him as a father. And I approach him as a friend. Mm-hmm. 
But the, the other thing also with, with stewardship and especially when it comes to money is mm-hmm. being very well versed mm-hmm. in the principles of the kingdom. Okay. Please note, I have said the principles of the kingdom. Of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. One thing with being a believer is that you, you will always be in the middle of two kingdoms at war. There's a kingdom of God mm-hmm. and there's a kingdom of darkness. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of darkness is represented even by the systems of this world. Mm-hmm. And the systems of this world look very smooth, yes. very smooth, mm-hmm. and very intelligent. Mm-hmm. 48 laws of power, 24 rules of seduction, you know, those kind of things. Yes. They sound witty and smart mm-hmm. and strategic, mm-hmm. but they are not kingdom. Okay. So even if they were, mm-hmm. it is short term, yeah. and the gains mm-hmm. are minimal. Yeah. If anything, they might be more destructive mm-hmm than useful. But when you have mastered the principles of the kingdom, Mm -hmm. one, you're walking in alignment with the things of God. Because the principles of the kingdom are in God's word. One characteristic of a steward, if I can use so that it doesn't sound so mysterious, Mm -hmm. stewards are supposed to be diligent. Mm -hmm. One of the principles of the kingdom is diligence, Mm -hmm. right? So what does the Bible say about diligence? Mm -hmm. The hand of the diligent maketh rich. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a man diligent in his work? He will serve before kings. Mm-hmm. Study the ants. Okay. All those are scriptures that show us the results of diligence. So you are sure that if you apply the kingdom principle of diligence, mm-hmm. you will find results. Wow. If you apply the kingdom principle of discipline, mm-hmm. you will find results. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that to be a steward of the treasures that God has entrusted us with, mm-hmm. we also walk in the knowledge of the principles of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now the principles of the kingdom are also things you will not master overnight. Yeah. So you also need to be patient mm-hmm. to allow God to work that process through you. Okay. Man is inherently selfish. Mm-hmm. Man is of a fallen nature. Even when you get born again today, your behavior will not change overnight. Um, so it takes time for the transformation to come through. It takes time for God to be able to change us. Mm-hmm. And it takes time for those principles to be so entrenched in us mm-hmm. that we live out the principles. So it's very important when all is said and done to really walk in the in the righteousness of the principles of God. Wow. Yeah. And so um, how we use our money is a real measure of our commitment to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so in some areas of our lives, it's very easy for us to yield into some areas of our lives. But when it comes to financial, people don't let, want to let go of their money. We are like, God, I'll give you everything else. I'll, you're asking for time, I'll give you time. You want mm-hmm. this, I will give you this. But when it comes to money, God is like, let me into that box you have put for money. You don't want to let go of it. Why I'm saying that is because money cannot provide any sense of satisfaction for our spiritual needs. True. It cannot get you peace, it cannot get you mm. love, it cannot get you righteousness. People have money in their accounts, but they're not sleeping. They're not, yeah. They're not. And do not misunderstand us. Money is good, though. Money gives you options. Yes. It is good. But we're just trying to show you that money is a good servant, but a very bad master. And so now we using money to serve God. <laughs> um, I have learned in the few years that I have worked with God mm-hmm. that he will never entrust you with something he has not tested you with. Wow. So, mm-hmm. God will not entrust you mm-hmm. with a million dollars 
if he has not tested you with a thousand shillings how you spend a thousand mm. is the same way you will spend 10 million dollars oh, definitely same way okay. if you get a thousand and the first thing you do is go for pizza or kwanza ta thousand ataita tosha ita tosha i need okay let's work with 10k yes, so you get it. and the first thing you do is get a pizza and then shoes. you buy a pair of shoes mm-hmm. then you get um what else you just get things to satisfy things yourself. to satisfy yourself mm-hmm. and then you're left with a hundred bob yeah we're back at it again then now you're back and god is watching you of that 10k you didn't tithe mm-hmm. of that 10k you're offering you didn't give yeah of that 10k mm-hmm. it was just about you 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 that has to be broken mm-hmm. before God can entrust you with the 10 million that's true so there are certain things that to be a servant or to be a steward also have to be broken mm-hmm. in you for you to be faithful with what will be entrusted to you okay and one one thing i know for sure is god will test you with the things you hold dear So especially if you're coming from a place of lack and then you suddenly get into money. Mm. The temptation to hold it close mm. and to idolize it is very real. Yes. Because you're afraid of losing it. Mm-hmm. You've probably desired it for a long time. It's not come now it's here. Mm. But God will still test your heart to see. Mm. Will you still love him the same way? Mm. Will you still serve him the same way? Mm. Does it give you grief to give to the things of God? because there are people who maybe you've been asked it, it could be anything and and I know right now there's a lot of bad mouthing mm-hmm. of giving in the church yeah, yeah. it's an area that has been abused it's an area that has been misused truly and it's an area that is grossly misunderstood yes and so it has come to a point where people feel like when i give to god i'm not giving to god sequence it's a human being who is sticky eating the man <laughs> but you know god is a rewarder and God sees the things you do in secret. So it requires us to really examine our hearts mm-hmm. and to be honest with yourself and mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. when I have 10k this is how I behave. So Lord before you entrust me with 100 please kill this character in me. One selfish pursuits. Mm-hmm. Two being a, a, a miser, stingy where you think by by holding your pesa haitaisha bado itaisha. And you see God is not short of resources. Economists will tell you that there's a shortage of resources, but the kingdom is not short of resources. So also when you behave like a sieve, you never hold 10k in your hands again. That is giving a report card to God that you you think he's incapable of blessing you to a certain degree. So it really calls for self-examination and honesty with yourself to to also see what are some of the things that influence how you use money. Some of it you realize it could be that when you were growing up you never had enough of something that you liked. Yeah. So now that you are a grown up you buy it in excess. Mbaka inaharibikia kwa nyumba. Why because you can. Yes. Why because it's coming from a place of I always used to like this now I can get it. Mm-hmm. But you see your what is triggering your spending is 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 a deformed kind of um pattern so to speak. So stewardship also calls for for introspection. Mm. Call yourself to a meeting. Yes. 
highlight your weaknesses and the beauty of our weaknesses is God's strength is made manifest in our weaknesses God's grace is made manifest in our weaknesses and God will never turn you away for coming to him and telling him God I'm struggling with this Lord I realized when you blessed me with money I didn't even tithe the way I used to tithe when I had kidogo money I didn't give as much as I used to give when I had less I spend more on myself mm-hmm. than I do on kingdom mm-hmm. because you see our goal is kingdom. Yes. So everything you do should be geared towards manifesting the Bible says creation is longing for the manifestation of the sons of God. Everything you do should be geared at manifesting the kingdom of God. So God will never turn you away mm-hmm. for coming to him and telling him you're struggling with something. Wow. If anything mm-hmm. It creates a platform for his transformative power to get to you. Yeah. For his grace mm-hmm. to be made available for you to navigate that season. And the beauty of it is once you learn the lesson, mm-hmm. you can move to a higher level. Mm-hmm. So until you learn the lesson for that level, mm-hmm. you you won't advance. Yeah. And and the kingdom is such that you can't if you manipulate your way up, mm-hmm. it will still throw you back. Yeah. to the level where you're supposed to be. And you have mentioned something about um, having 10,000 times mm-hmm. and holding on to it so dearly. Yeah. And at, there's also the aspect, I want to look at the aspect of only having 10,000. Mm-hmm. And it brings so much content. It mm-hmm. gives you so much contentment. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you understand that God is the giver of all things. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it is also, I, I want to I wanna say it's also a part of of godly content. Mm-hmm. You are content. Yeah, you to shake her, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, Naomi, what do you have to say? Okay, before I rope you into this one, mm-hmm. I know that contentment and joy it yeah. stems out from having a deep relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, God has promised to provide all our needs. Yes. He really has. He's Philippians 4.19 says, says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches mm-hmm. in glory and it shows that everything belongs to God. Yes. Proverbs 24, 1. Everything belongs to God. Yes. Everything in the world and everything in it. And so now we, how do we be in a place of having godly contentment with the little that we have so mm. that God can expand our territories, so that God can deem us worthy of yes. being stewards mm. of so much more? Yes. Um, contentment. That yeah. one is a difficult a difficult thing mm. and contentment is that state where you are unaffected mm-hmm. by abundance you are unaffected by luck like your relationship with God mm-hmm. your perspective in life mm-hmm. the way you approach things mm-hmm. is not determined by whether you are abounding or whether you are in luck uh-huh. that you are happy with what you have mm-hmm. Paul is the one that actually paints this in a very way in Philippians 4 12 uh, I'll read from the King James it says I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need Paul was a very educated man in today's time he would actually be an advocate Mm -hmm. Paul was very educated Uh 
Paul was learned in the law. Yeah. Paul knew scripture in and out. Mm. Paul was a Jew mm. of Jews. Yani his CV is from here to Timbuktu. Yeah. But after his conversion, mm. now he he got to experience another side. Mm-hmm. Being persecuted, yeah. being incarcerated, mm-hmm. being tortured. Yeah. Lack mm-hmm. making tents to survive. Mm-hmm. What kept Paul grounded? Mm-hmm was his relationship with God. Wow. He had a conviction about God. Yeah. You see the beauty of conviction is it is a strong belief that cannot be shaken. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you get by hearing stories. Mm-hmm. It is something you acquire by experiencing God for yourself. Something you acquire by walking with God for yourself. The person who will testify mm-hmm. about God who heals mm-hmm from watching Benihim is very different from a person who testifies mm-hmm. about how God heals mm-hmm. because they had cancer in their body wow. they prayed they went for a scan and the tumor was not found the conviction of the one who was healed personally mm-hmm. is so strong you can't shake them because for them they know they have I have experienced it for myself yeah. I know God is able to pluck things out of my body that the doctors cannot explain how it happened mm-hmm. conviction how has that come about mm-hmm. personal experience yeah. with god wow. it takes time to cultivate a relationship with god yeah. we're in a microwave generation where people want things chop chop mm-hmm. you know yes. i meet you today we are deeply intimate within a week mm-hmm. then what mm-hmm. you don't really you don't know the person yeah. it takes time to build a relationship with god i'm not saying it will take 10 years yes. but it takes time because there are so many dimensions to God which that we cannot exhaust but which he is ready to introduce to us yes. so contentment also comes like i said from that place of conviction mm-hmm. which can only come from your experiential knowledge of god mm-hmm. from your experiential relationship with god mm-hmm. in my prayers i always say god is faithful mm-hmm. and that for me is something you cannot convince me otherwise because i have testimony upon testimony upon testimony of the faithfulness of god so for me that god is faithful is something i am sure of mm-hmm. so that when he tells me a b c d mm-hmm. i take him at his word because i have seen him perform his word so there are other dimensions that may be new i'm not saying i know every side of god yeah. there are other sides of god that for me are new mm-hmm. that i'm still learning mm-hmm. so yes i'll say mm, sour but my conviction has not been cemented it has not been solidified mm-hmm. but once that conviction is solidified mm-hmm. then it makes for it makes for a more lasting experience and even just gives you that capacity yeah. to be able to be content why because you know that god when god is your everything mm-hmm. when you are unaffected by the vagaries of life mm-hmm. and that is why the bible says the joy of the lord is our strength yes. joy is that ability to not be moved by circumstances yes when when the storm rages mm. you still say god you're faithful yes. when things are working mm. god is faithful like your eyes are set constantly exactly and, and joy is not a mood yes. that is why joy is a fruit of the holy spirit it's a character of god that needs to be placed in you by the holy ghost it's so constant 
it's not it's not like happiness happiness mm. i mean you can buy happiness i'll sure. and buy chocolate outside there you can happy, happy. Yeah. i'll watch money heist season where in season what or money heist wherever it has reached yeah. i'll be happy but for how long an hour two then you're back to factory settings yeah. but joy joy is able to transcend anything mm. that happens in your life mm. it's it's a very and it's and it's a very solid shield i would say yeah. and something that christians must learn to cultivate okay because with where we are at right now and the many things that are happening around the world mm-hmm. if you're not anchored in the lord mm-hmm. if the joy of the lord is not your strength mm-hmm. you've been for a long ride the lifestyle of a steward actually yeah, starts with number one faithful first corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 says it is required that a steward be found Yes. Wow. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Mm-hmm. Remember, stewardship is custodianship of another's property. You have been entrusted with it. Mm-hmm. Notice use of the word trust. Yes. Entrusted. So you have to be trustworthy. Yes. You have to have integrity. And integrity means that you're able to stand for what is right, mm-hmm. even when the opportunity to do wrong presents itself. Mm-hmm. And in this world we are in, the opportunities to ah. do wrong are more than the opportunities yes. to do right. Even meet us outside yes, it, it's so hard to find Christians mm-hmm. in organizations mm-hmm. that have not succumbed to the systems yeah. of those organizations. Mm-hmm. I remember one time my dad was arrested for a traffic offense mm-hmm. and um, I called an advocate and he said, no, we can sort this out, eh? just mm-hmm. pay the cops 10k. Nothing, are you serious? Pay the cops 10k. Mm-hmm. That I'm already in court. Mm-hmm. So I told him, imagine, I would rather risk, let's go for the hearing. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be fined, let the money go to the government mm-hmm. than it landing in somebody's pocket. Okay. And it's corruption. Mm. I mean, you can you can sugarcoat it whichever way you want. By the way, the, my dad was fined ten k mm. when we went for the, the the he was fined ten g's. So that's what we paid. So either way, it was still ten yeah. k. But see, the opportunity for wrong presented itself very early, yeah. and that's a fight that we mm. we constantly are up against as stewards, yeah. and not just stewards of time. Stewards of money, stewards of relationships, stewards of everything that God has given us, there will always be presentation of opportunities to not stand for righteousness. So it is required that a steward must be found faithful. Whether somebody is watching you or someone is not watching you, you have to be trustworthy. Number two, wisdom. This one, this one, this one. Um, In the earlier episode, we talked about management and how management requires you to make decisions. Yes. Management requires you to take action. Mm-hmm. Management requires you to have knowledge, yes. skills. Mm-hmm. So wisdom is knowing how to apply the knowledge and skills to which situation. Mm-hmm. Now you can have knowledge, mm-hmm. but you use it wrongly yes. or you don't know how to apply it. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is what will determine how you apply that knowledge that you have. Wisdom is what determines what action you take in which situation. Mm -hmm. So it is important. And the beauty of wisdom is that God gives us generously. Mm 
generously. Mm-hmm. Is it in James James five, I think? It says he that does not have wisdom should ask. And and God will give generously. generously. Imagine God is not even stingy. And you know wisdom is so paramount in the kingdom of God. Wisdom is the material for yeah. building. The Bible says by wisdom God established the heavens and the earth. So it's a big deal. Yeah. If any of you, it's James 1 verse 5. Mm-hmm. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Wow, so God will lean towards you. Yes. And we ask that you just give us wisdom. Imagine, we, we just need to ask. And James, let me, let me also make a contrast with mm-hmm. wisdom that is of the world. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the kingdom of God will always have tension with it systems of the world Definitely. and the wisdom of the world looks also it looks very nice eh? mm-hmm. but the bible says in james 3 verse 14 mm-hmm. if you have bitter envying and strife in your heart mm-hmm. glory not and lie not against the truth mm-hmm. this wisdom descendeth not from above but is earthly sensual devilish mm-hmm. for where envying and strife is there is confusion and every evil so if you're a manager and around you there's just confusion and chaos, whatever it is you're exercising is not godly wisdom. You need to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Godly wisdom, James 3 verse 17 says, mm-hmm. but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, mm-hmm. motives of your heart. Yeah. Then peaceable, gentle, mm-hmm. and easy to be entreated, mm-hmm. full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. So we actually have a template of what godly wisdom looks like. Number three, a steward has to be discerning. You need to know what your talent. You see, God will not come and tell you in a dream, where I've entrusted you with one, two, three. No? Yes. So a, 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 a steward must be very discerning. We discussed it in the last episode, I think, um, that one of the elements or aspects that God has given us stewardship over his time and that also includes your purpose, your kingdom assignment, your destiny. Mm. So if you don't even know what has been entrusted to you, how will you manage? You you need to understand what has been given to you for the benefit of others, Mm. what has been given to you that God expects you to increase and to grow in. And and you also need to understand that accounts are expected. Remember, you have to render accounts. So for certain things, you will not render accounts in heaven. Mm. If God comes and inquires of you, what did you do with ABCD or with this opportunity, and you have nothing to show for it, mm-hmm. except to say, guy, I didn't even know God. Imagine I didn't know. That was, I was to do that. <laughs> the kingdom does not work like that. Yeah. In law, we say ignorance of the law is not defense. Yeah. Yes, God is merciful and he's compassionate, but he expects, that the standards of God are very high, and he'll not lower them to accommodate us. Yeah. So it's it's very important that mm-hmm. as a believer, mm-hmm. you are aware of what God has entrusted you with in terms of time, in terms of Treasure. financial resources, Treasure. in terms of kingdom relationships, yeah. destiny relationships, even the lives of people. Are there people that God expects you to be mentoring? Yeah. Have you mentored them? Mm. Are you proud of the results that you're seeing? Mm. Are there people that God expected you to support? Okay. Are you supporting them? Mm. Are you proud of the results that you're seeing? Mm. 
Mm. Are there problems God expected you to solve? Have you solved them? Mm. Or are you contributing? So you really need to have a very designing, a very designing mind and a very designing spirit yeah. so that you're able to accurately interpret mm-hmm. what is a resource that you have been entrusted with mm-hmm. and what God expects of you mm-hmm. in terms of your stewardship over that resource. Let's complete that path. They have rejected. Rejection means it was offered to you and you refused to take it. Can we not reject wisdom? Can we not reject knowledge? Maybe one last thing is that a steward is diligent and hardworking. It's impossible. We, we talked about it in the last podcast that you cannot separate hard work from stewardship. And hard work is not just strenuous work. It also has to be done excellently. It has to be done in a systematic way. It has to be done in an orderly fashion. It has to exhibit quality. And that is where diligence and hard work comes in. She has done what she does. Remain faithful and keep our eyes fixed on God.